Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Laundry. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. We are late by a day this week. We apologize for that, but I am here with my good friend Nicholas Chase and guest host, uh, is it? It's Leslie, right? Les- oh my Les- gosh, Kelsey <laughs> Withrow, Kelsey Liss Smith. No, fellow triathlon squad member Kelsey Withrow. Just, Thanks. just Best some history. Ever. Yeah, we make fun of Kelsey and Leslie for constantly being confused by one of their beloved sponsors. It's the same person, so that's why we always do it on purpose. Anyway, so that's why you know. Well, hopefully they don't listen to this podcast because you just called them out. <laughs> I didn't say who they were. <laughs> and it's not a sponsor. Right. It's, it's a contact at the sponsor that it, constantly confuses. And they're not paying attention enough to get your name right. Certainly they're not going to pay attention to this podcast. I hope so, but I'm kind of, I'm going to promote it, I think. So, <laughs> So this, this episode, uh, we want to talk about sponsorship relationships, how we use social media to build relationships and almost like how we as pro athletes have to kind of market and leverage ourselves these days with the COVID climate, especially since there was no racing. But before we get into all that, this Wednesday, you got to check out the Z Pro Tri series with Jackson Laundry and Kelsey Wither will both be competing again for the third week in a row in a weird format. Kelsey, how has that been going for you? Um, it's been amazing and also extremely painful. Um, I can't think of anything more painful than um, these whip races, but I will say it is giving some life into me again. I'm excited to be racing again. What do you enjoy about it most as far as the format is concerned? Um, Well, this time they added a run. Um, So it's kind of been crazy um, to bike after the run. So we do a bike run bike and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty painful. Okay. What, what aspect is the most painful if you were to scale? um, Getting my heart rate over 180 for the entire <laughs> entire time <laughs> and okay. then right. getting off getting off the run and my heart rate still not going below 150 when i'm just sitting there eating waiting for the next race yeah it's painful uh, we've been we've been kind of <laughs> talking about it over the past couple weeks with jackson but we haven't heard much from you so it's good to know that the pain is being spread around and what we've seen as viewers is I don't know. Like I watch it when I'm alone and I'm, I think it's cool, but then I watch it with someone who's like not really into triathlon as much and I feel bored for them. So I, oh, yeah. I hope that they can <laughs> spice it up a little bit more with some history or some catchy phrases or some antics. Garrick, have you been purely entertained or do you think Zwift needs to step up some <laughs> of their broadcast? Man, I've been spending so much time on the trainer, to be honest. Anything that gets put on YouTube, I watch, and I'm <laughs> kind of happy with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so that is absolutely what it's all about then, keeping you busy when you're on your trainer. Yeah, but in okay, a full, like, honesty, I've always been very pro uh, Sarah True. I think she does a great job with the, the commenting and stuff. Um, and our buddy there, Mr. Lieto, he does a good job as well. 
and they kind of what I listened to, but I, they got some skin in the game, you know, Kelsey's racing, Jack's racing. It's hard for me to not be entertained. I think if you're involved in the sport, then you're going to be a little bit more interested in than someone who is not online, like video online racing is not exciting for the normal person. Yeah, but how could? But it is for other people. Well, day, actually, well, I guess you gotta throw more money into it. Well, the other day, actually, we were at school and we have kind of this like lounge for our our department, and they have this massive TV. It's like a hundred inch TV screen TV with like twelve HDMI's you can swap in whatever. It's like a big meeting room, and I had the race up there, and everybody was so into it. Okay, sweet. Okay, well that's great. I don't feel as as disheartened because you know i was hoping to see some like some i don't know some hula hoop contest mixed in between or like the losers got to chug a beer or something some random stuff to keep it really stupid but entertaining we should do that oh my gosh yeah we could actually we could start kelsey, something kelsey you'd be yes. into that i would be into that not maybe not hula hooping but maybe beer drinking <laughs> beer drinking um <laughs> so what kind of spurred this episode in, in my opinion was uh, watching, you know, I, we've, we've all had to pay attention to each other. We're peers um, and how we've made relationships with sponsors over the years. And honestly, it seems like some triathletes, you know, we all know who they flip flop from the best product to the next best competitive product to the next one every year. So I think everyone on the real tri squad is basically as loyal as we can get. It was hard to get anybody on this squad to, you know, everyone had to sacrifice at least one sponsor. So that was tough, but I, I mean, do you guys feel like you absolutely love what we're even representing? Cause I certainly do. I definitely do. I think first of all, promoting our sponsors is our second job. It's very important um, that we represent them. And especially now with not having really much racing, we need to find creative ways to showcase our brands and our support. Garrick. Yeah, I think so as someone, I don't want us to just say here and be like, yeah, man, we freaking we're awesome. We're better than everybody with this because we truly believe in this. But like I had my moments back when I started out, when I was young, obviously started as a junior and I made some mistakes. I, when I started out, I had like no following, no social media following or anything. And I took a lot of stuff that came my way that I definitely wouldn't take now. And looking back, I, I shouldn't have taken. And I really, really learned from that because I think it devalued not only myself, but also the, like the sponsorships from other pros as well, or junior elites at the time. And this is something that so this is something that I just really didn't want to repeat. And going forward, there, it's something I've always looked back on and regretted as a pro. And when we started putting this team together, it kind of came together. And I really, I, it was something I could always commit to. So every sponsor that we got is something I believed in and something that we tried beforehand and something that I'm totally okay with putting my name with and towards, you know, I, I hope you guys feel yeah. the same way. I think, yes. you know, ahead, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no go, you ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. No, oh, okay. Okay. Now, I was just going to say, I think you kind of learn along the way. Um, what was I going to say? That, I mean, I took a lot of sponsorships when I was starting out, too. Um, it's exciting, and it just may not be 
you know, something that you really love, but over the years, I mean, you kind of got to learn what you like. Yeah. And I think it's mainly like when you're first starting out and you don't know much, like you're just jazzed to be, for anyone to be like, yeah, we're gonna, it's we're exciting. These, these free candy bars. If you just tell people how much you love <laughs> these candy bars, <laughs> like, oh man, I'll put your logo on my kid. Exciting. <laughs> But yes. <laughs> as you've as we've been veteranized into the sport a bit, I think we have to set standards to prevent a lot of that handout type gimmick stuff. Like that's where it seems to be the worst. Like right now, you you all are probably getting the same things where you'll just get a random comment from some bot or some call center that's saying oh like, "My gosh, DM me, and we would love to have these." Like that's what's kind of overrunning everything, and it's kind of tough because there's not even like being brand or like you know in the right market it's just like women's clothing line trying to get me to be a, in, a, an affiliate or something it just doesn't make sense yeah yeah so yeah so anyways we've gotten smarter and we're kind of figuring out what we do and don't like but some triathletes are haters about it don't you think <laughs> yeah cody beals <laughs> oh uh, in, all, in all fairness i did tell cody i was gonna bring this up on this episode because he made, he makes great points. And obviously he's incredibly hypocritical in his approach because he's made money, good money by shelling out the same type of stuff we all have to do. Um, we have to do sometimes cheesy montages with photos in nature that don't really like, you know, we're just trying to be creative. We're, we're not marketing geniuses. So you're just trying to be a triathlete yet a business marketing social media person and it's just tough to get it all done right so i say no matter what you gotta eat but cody has you gotta check his youtube channel out to get some grasp here so yeah there you go send two people to watch his his channel um but you'll see so i think he was joking he was a little bit but um he's opening (laughs) he's opening himself up to a world of criticism about the sponsor stuff in the future but i know is for hanging out with him he doesn't like doing the commercialized right in front of the camera talking about, I love this because I have gotten three seconds faster for a kilometer over the last six weeks. And I have the data to prove it. Like just from one gummy bear per month or something like that. So, yeah, but it's that, that is not the fun part sometimes. And some people are not good at it. Kelsey, are you, like you me. had a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I kind of, I, I do not like doing that kind of thing. It makes me feel really uncomfortable, but I do like showcasing the product if I really, really like it in not a, not a way like that. I don't like talking in front of the camera and it feels like I'm trying to sell something. Yeah. We all don't want to sell something. I think we've even structured into our real triathlon um, squad contracts that we're not going to be putting a lot of stuff on the actual feed if we use products generally we'd like to keep it in the story because it's more real life it's more authentic it's quick and dirty it doesn't have to be a big production but the other hand if sponsors and this has been my approach for the team is the sponsors do want like generated content that's like a testimonial or a product use it has to be built in paid separately as a marketing expense because that's what it is it's not part of the sponsorship we're, in my opinion, we are just part of marketing. We're not part of sales. So that's been kind yeah. of how I feel. Garrick, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, man, there's a time and a place for very specific ads. Um, I'll use kind of 
an example from, from me and a sponsor that I have. This month, we posted two very obvious advertising posts for the sponsor. I did personally on my channel. And the entire purpose of that was it was paid for and it was to reintroduce the product to my followers. And every post going forward is no longer going to be super addy like that. It's just going to be me using the product. But they paid me to specifically do this ad and they have the content for it as well. And they get to use that. They get to market it as well. But I think that gets, if your entire social media channel is just obvious advertising, people are just going to scroll through it. You're going to lose relevancy and you're going to lose yep. any sort of credibility towards any new sponsors or anything. I um, agree on that one. I, any, any, any account that is continuously trying to sell products, I just, I flip right through. I can't, I can't handle it. I stopped listening to some podcasts back in the day um, just because they were super not this way. And then like over the course of like three or four months when they got big, they would be like, man, yeah, I was out for this trail uh, run. It was great. And man, I was eating all this vegan stuff. And by the way, I use this cloud mattress and it's the yeah. best thing I've ever used. <laughs> I can't so handle I, it. Or try the purple mattress. You'll have the best sleep in decades. Oh my gosh. But so. given what Garrett said, I think there's a time and a place and what, what he did, I think is okay. I mean, this is, yeah. it is part of our job to, you know, showcase our, our, our sponsors. It's just part of it. It's, it's the other part. It's the other side of this. We may not want to do it, but when it becomes all the time, that's when I think you, you lose relevance. Well, look at major sports leagues like they're not getting shamed for you know putting on icy hot or isotone whatever like that's their job because they're the face and we're just doing it on a smaller scale right is that the kind of same thing yeah well those are commercials <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean we are also you know that's why we put like that hashtag ad or whatever sponsored or we tag business partners sponsored ad. Ad. <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah those are our some of our ads but we're not going to be making millions off of that. Yeah, man. I, I think Very. you nailed it there. Like think about, have you ever watched a pro sports league in Europe? All they do oh, is yeah. covered head to toe in sponsors. And right now with COVID, it's kind of coming over here too. Now, like with the NHL, they've got ads on their helmets and stuff. So I think, yeah, I mean, there's a time and place like we got to do it. We got to make money somehow. And Man, I'm not ashamed to show people the products that I use in a day-to-day -day setting. And occasionally I will give a full rundown on the product and why I use it and why I like it. That's good. I think you have to provide context as to absolutely why. Like if you just kind of say it over and over, I just love the way it tastes. It just goes and mixes smoothly. There's no aftertaste. Uh, you just can't, it gets old. So some reality in there, that's what people really want. And second point, we we buy all the shit we see in ads. So like we clearly <laughs> like them a little bit like, Oh, I need to go see that movie or I need to go to target right now and get that rose colored toilet paper that I've seen <laughs> at my friend's house. I, but I feel like don't do you, I don't know, maybe it's me, but probably not. But like, I get a lot of questions from people on like, Oh, I see you're using um, uh, that gel or that sports drink. I mean, I get a lot of questions you know, from just being posting a normal training video. I think I can sell things more like that 
because it's actually stuff I use rather than being like, here is my code. This yeah. is great. Yeah, the code stuff's tough because that's almost a way that sponsors try to make us feel like we're getting a good deal by, you know, well, we'll give you 30% yeah. commission off this. And I, I stray away from that too. Like the, the deal is for people to save money, not for us to kick, get kickbacks. That's not what we're there to make sales. And that bothers me that sponsors are really trying to, but I mean, here's the catch 22. When we were forming this team, we had to have people commit to us before we could like, we didn't have the athletes to get the sponsors, but we couldn't get the sponsors to get the athletes. So we had to have people commit so we could market. So that's kind of how it works for yep. anything. And yeah, ultimately, like you've got to be able to sell yourself. I forgot what my, what my point was. What was I talking about? Well, that? Um, well we got to find ways to sell ourselves and not using codes. Um, well, yeah, maybe you have code to use thing. codes. Oh, yeah. So the point of the code is to just promote our use of it to people like to give them a little bit more incentive. Like how many times you've been like, well, I'll never try that shit. Oh, wait, 20% off. Okay. I'll give her a shot. Like it's kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's a touchy subject with, I just don't, I just maybe feel more uncomfortable about it. Um, yeah. I don't know, but it's, I know I just realized that maybe I just need to toughen up a little bit and just deal with it and do it. No, I don't, I don't think it's always the answer. And I think that was Cody's point too. Like we've got to probably draw some lines and that's why, you know, with the PTO, I was hoping in the future we would go you know, through some, there'd be like an expert that would come in and put on like some great, you know, professional, whatever Ted talk type things for how to market yourself in an effective way without coming across as a salesy gimmicky, not trustworthy person so we all have our reputations here and that's why we're actually brought on by sponsors because of reputation so we don't want to tarnish it by pushing a product that's crap or that we actually don't use and i've seen that too like people's i, I know this from you know firsthand experience people will be getting huge sponsorships or dollars from companies and they're like oh i don't use that drink that's garbage but yeah that's not that's never a good thing <laughs> but but hypothetically just let me ask you both this like what if you know we're at that middle range pro career where we're not getting those huge like four or five ones that are going to float us through a couple of years we're getting enough so we could make it every single year and not be totally broke so let's say you were going to get a sixty thousand dollar contract to ride a bike that you just fucking hate but what would you oh, do man <laughs> here's the thing well, you gotta, you gotta weigh like the benefit and the cost of everything. And this is what I've had to do the last couple of years with trying to decide if, if I want a, a free bike, what's the risk versus the reward? Like, what if it's a really bad bike, uh, but it's a free bike and they're going to give me 20 grand on top of that. Like 60 grand would be a lot. And then I got to think of how much money I actually really make in a, in in a, in a year. So I don't know, that'd be, I don't know if I would sell out. Well, let's say you're top ranked in the world. I mean, sometimes you get, a, you get like top 10, you well, get then, to choose it, but. Yeah. Well then, no, I probably wouldn't. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I love that bike. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> whatever. It's rolling over there. <laughs> nice job, by the way. That's a big contract. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I think I absolutely think 
when it comes to those big contracts, it's just like, a, it's a whole nother level of commitment and stress. And imagine if that was like, cause you build your lifestyle around those contracts afterwards. And you're like, yes, yeah. you're got to get the same thing. I got to get close. Got to get more endorsements. And then like, let's say you have another COVID 20 year just morphed into yeah. the, <laughs> we're not racing again. Then we got to go back to content. <laughs> We got to go back to selling stuff uh, and creating YouTube channels. Um, but YouTube seems to be where it is right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy watching the videos. I But here's the thing. What didn't you like about Cody's video? I thought it was hilarious, and I thought he was poking fun. But I just, I thought it was funny. Because I don't think he's really coffee. being serious. He made fun of I videos know, I just, about I'm making like, coffee. This is why we're making... I know. And I'm like, this is why Nick has, has a problem because Nick loves to do awesome espresso videos, which yeah. I don't mind because I've seen the espresso machine, but maybe he's just poking fun at you a little bit. That's okay. I know. And that's fine. Maybe he's poking fun. And that's why we, we love Cody. <laughs> he's, he's not just always going to go all the suit and do the normal stuff. So I will say though, there's been a couple of times when I was like, watching his YouTube or not YouTube, his uh, Instagram <laughs> stories. And I was like, what in the fuck is he doing? He's got crazy metal on. He's smiling like the Pillsbury Doughboy and he's doing sprints and dancing at the same time. <laughs> like, and jump, jump roping it? naked in the shower. <laughs> yeah. COVID, has, COVID has gotten to Cody terribly, but his YouTube channel is pretty good. It's filmed by his, uh, his partner, James, and it's absolutely yeah. exceptional. Yeah. It's pretty good. When he good. went through everything that he was not gonna include in his YouTube video, I was like, <laughs> I love that all that stuff in YouTube videos. <laughs> I know. I love it's the coffee different. grinder. <laughs> and the the, mon the workout montages with music. Well, I just posted yeah. a workout montage on my Instagram, but it's with I'm way like, we more all cooler do. stuff. Come on. <laughs> well, we know Cody has done it too. I've seen him do it. So yeah. I think that's but, why I think he was just poking fun. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. It got my attention. And, and I think, I, yeah, we need, we need that. We need it. It was creative. Not the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and now, I th now people are probably going to watch it again. Yeah. I think that we should, I mean, that's what I hope we can collectively do is this, is this triathlon team we've created here is just to capture the real life stuff. That's not the quintessential training, sleep, work, recover. It's like, Oh man, someone freaking stunk up the whole house for about 30 seconds. <laughs> like those, the things that are just like not really relevant, but are still funny in real life. Yeah. Cause we're, we're, we're real people too. Everyday people. Or is that how you say it? Eric isn't. <laughs> well, yeah, he's exceptional. Eric's Car got that free bike and that contract. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That. That's not true. I don't get paid sixty thousand dollars by my bikes. I actually don't make any money from my bike sponsor. I'll just throw that out there. I don't even have a bike sponsor. And I actually so there you go. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. I think I I like more transparency, and that's the other thing that's kind of shady. And maybe why to Cody's point, why we should talk about this stuff is is you know marketing business people within the sport triathlon is there's like people getting huge amount of stuff for nothing, and if people who are doing a lot of work for nothing or something. I don't know. I got that screwed up probably in the, in the order, but bottom line <laughs> is it doesn't seem to be like 
very con consistent across the board where athlete X is going to, you know, he's ranked third in the world. So he's probably going to make around X dollars. It's like he could be making, or she could be making way less. And that's nobody talks about it. Yeah. I mean, I chose not to have a bike sponsor. Um, Why? Be, well, because I know that, and this is what we were talking, kind of talking about earlier is like, Oh yeah, I could get a free bike. Um, and it's, I know it's not as good as the one I have. And why would I want to forfeit possibly thousands of dollars? You know, what if it's yeah. going to slow me down by two minutes? I mean, that's just, some people don't quite understand that, but I'm like, I'm only going to use products that I believe in because my yeah. career matters to me and that's how I make my money. And so every little bit matters, but if it was 60 grand, I would think about it because I don't know if I make 60 grand a year, probably not. Well, you're sure getting close there. You well, a couple of years ago, maybe not COVID year, but before that, you probably didn't yeah, definitely sure. not COVID year. I think I did the <laughs> year before, maybe. That's <laughs> but, good. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not just like prize money, but that's like with bonus, bonus payments and stuff. But that's, that's with, not bad. That's you know, I make that just clerking at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> maybe working at McDonald's. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's think about all the money you'd save as a hey, money money is money i know no if you could like work part-time at mcdonald's or a, a, maybe a better you know quality establishment as far as your food quality goes yeah maybe the chick-fil-a aspect you could oh work at chick-fil-a no Chick two days a week but then you would get like uh, you could just save like probably 60 percent on all your food costs for the whole year yeah but then your legs are going to be tired yeah but you got and something like then you might not perform as well there's all oh, those steroids. Good like, plug there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay, we what agree. <laughs> no, we, we, we agree that we actually do love the stuff we use, but you know, there's probably relationships you've been pursuing still that you've built for years. Like personally, I know my current bike sponsor, like I had to, I'd actually like really work hard to try to get them more notoriety and sell like frames to you know as a salesman well, now you've established yourself with them yeah, and they and know it, that you do a good job yeah and that's what it takes sometimes to get a bigger contract not just by rankings or whatever i'm proof and you can here's another thing crap results I, I think social media has changed a lot of everything with sponsors and stuff because now we're dealing with influencers and also other age group athletes doing things for free so it kind of takes away from us mm, what do you have any specific examples of this no i don't have any specific um examples i don't well maybe i do i'd have to think Come about on. it that that it's topic no i'm on. serious the topic <laughs> i know i'm trying to think um but it, it's just the okay no i'm not even gonna talk about it yeah Let's just bring it up. this out i just think they, people will hire in influencers instead of athletes in social okay. media posts and age group athletes getting the word out about certain nutritional products for free. Whereas us not, they can, why would they want to pay a professional athlete when they can have their stuff, you know, showcase for free. Yeah. Cause um, as ahead, someone Gary. who's like fairly deep in the, whole influence I wouldn't say fairly deep but like deep enough in like the whole influencer sphere um and marketing mm -hmm. and stuff 
the one huge benefit that a lot of companies have when they go the influencer route, especially when it's not like triathlon specific. So like you said, like supplements or something where it's, it's Mm -hmm. not entirely triathlon endemic. It's more spread out is that the rates and stuff are, are very fixed when it comes to specific influencers. So they can structure their marketing very specifically based on the followership. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're getting based on impressions and followerships. And then just like if they go with a podcast, they pay you X amount of dollars per thousand views or something like that. It's the same way um, on Instagram, or if you have your, your last six weeks of average impressions, when they pay you for your post, they have a fee schedule and basically essentially that. And so, well, then you can just buy, how about we all just buy our followers and impressions so we can make ourselves have a hundred K and then make you think brands would want to sponsor us more. It's so there's a, there's a tool that you can use. Um, okay. It tells you how real the followers are. Okay. Oh, and that's good almost, then. Almost every company has it, except for in the triathlon world for some reason, it seems like. But the thing is, well, that's also, what I'm like, saying. Like, what if they have like thousands of real accounts that are like in India by like those, these banks of email accounts? Like, okay, that seems real, right? They just, they still post, they still comment, they do the same stuff, but real. Yeah, that used to be like a huge issue, a huge problem like three, four years ago. Um, Instagram is getting a lot better on kind of cracking down and they're doing a really good job at shadow banning people who do stuff like that. Okay. That's good. They just, Garrett, how do they, okay. That's good. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. That there's a whole world, um, behind it. And there, there's like this whole, I don't know how to call it like blacklist of influencers and stuff. Are you on it? Really? I, things I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hope not. So influencer, influ, influencers officer uh, versus actual trying to be paid pro athletes. Like, it's tough. You bring up a great point, Kelsey. Honestly, I don't really know the right answer on that because if I'm the company and I'm having to make choices with budget and it's basically like a marketing expense or a write-off to give away free product in terms of then you got to pay somebody on the other side to do what we're asking them to do. And mm-hmm. there's like all kinds of other business associated costs. So giving away free products gotta be the best way to do it. No, man. But like, <laughs> if you're, if you're a consumer, what's more to you, what do you think is more genuine coming from a pro athlete whose performance is dependent on what they use and stuff or an influencer whose income is solely based off of how much product they sell. Yeah, I would definitely go with the athlete, but that's that's me. Yeah. That's you why it just doesn't. That. That's why it pisses me off so much. Yeah, I don't care what Kim Kardashian says. I'm not doing it. Well, we should even we should ask Flocka. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what I was an athlete, a great want, athlete. But... She's eating dinner well, she, right now. Flocka's both. You know, she's. She, she yeah. doesn't just, I mean, I've seen her use the toothpaste that she actually says she likes. So it's real. <laughs> yeah. <Flocka's in> like <laughs> this. It's interesting. Flocka is like, she's an elite performer. She's not a pro, but she is definitely an elite athlete and performs at an elite oh, yeah. level. 
But the reason she's allowed to do that is because she built this following uh, on social media and that's how she generates her income. And so she was able yeah. to- Yeah, I mean, she's out. famous. Yeah, I mean, she's the paparazzi. She can do whatever she, she wants. When she, when she goes back to her home country and she lands there, the paparazzi show up. So I know. They roll out the red carpet. Yeah. Well, she also had like a real commercial TV network job that made her notoriety. She wasn't just like slinging to get followers. She actually. Oh, no. She's was, like, she worked in TV for like 20 years. Yeah. She's famous because she's like famous for real. Not just like yeah, Instagram. I know. <laughs> no, I know. That's why it her, not, that's why with her, it doesn't bother me at all. I yeah, like what she did. And yeah, no. she, for those listening, she has an awesome story. Go back and listen to her episode or go watch her Iron Man um, feature. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And then if you, I mean, her Instagram is just basically your dog anyways, which is perfect. Isn't she? I'm Isn't in she? it sometimes. Yeah, you are. It's because we live together. <laughs> That's right. So episode concluded. I think honestly... Uh, we've made some pretty good points. We still haven't really come down with some good answers. Besides, we definitely feel like we are more authentic when we are saying, hey, this is or taking a picture with the product. Like, I know I wouldn't do it just to do it. So I think we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, and we're not I, hating. I don't think we came on here to give like an exact answer. We kind of just wanted to come on here and riff about this because like it is an important topic. And obviously we're extremely biased because we come from one side of dial, mm-hmm. I guess. And so we just kind of wanted to put it out there and give you guys kind of show you guys our mindset. And what we have to go through to try to get these sponsorship is pretty tough. It's, I mean, it's not just like, a, we're hustling. You know, we're not getting calls like after a race, like, Oh man, I saw what you did there. Uh, I'm ready to give you some 5,000 bucks to say this hat is the best feeding hat ever. Like well, this doesn't happen. You know, there's agents and there's relationships and in this sport, it's all about who you know and who they know and who their best pal is and who their mom is. So that's, that's the chain oh of events. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, go, uh, <laughs> buy up, go to our website and we've got a big list of sponsors <laughs> that you can buy stuff. from. <laughs> Use code Kelsey 20. <laughs> Kelsey, <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna just try that at every every opportunity now. If there's a coupon code box, I'm gonna put Kelsey Twenty until it works. Uh, it's actually a Chrome extension. It inputs Kelsey Twenty into every coupon option. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So what's going on uh, in the next couple of weeks? Uh, we're gonna so we're still getting ready for some of us challenge Miami. Garrick had to bail because of life and work and school and he's sad they put the race on a friday finals yeah it is a weird day but um what do you do and then jackson can't race because he has to quarantine in a hotel now when he goes back home to canada which is just super too expensive for just one race that he's gonna have to go back to and race in the u.s again and hopefully leslie kelsley duo come on board oh will be there and i'll be there <laughs> Man, and the start lists are yes. freaking tough. It's going to be exciting. It's another whole, it's, I feel like it's Daytona all over again. Yeah, I feel I, like they need to boost the prize purse. Yeah. Yep, they probably should do that. I but, can wait, wait to watch you guys go out there and just set a tone for the season play. and just crush it because the bigger the names show up, 
the better opportunity you have to dethrone some people. That's right. Exactly. That's why I'm growing my Damn hair straight. out. So, so I just look real oh, good up on the podium. Yeah, King Chase. <laughs> right. uh, that's basically all that's happening. Go check out our YouTube channels. We've got the best content in the real triathlon life with our whole six video playlist. It's awesome. And uh, keep, <laughs> keep up on us. Our website will be still promoting our sponsors, obviously, but also we're going to be launching a team store where you can save a ton of money because we just wanted to make sure we can offer. I mean, my number one rule is never pay full price. I'm like a salesman. So Kelsey 20. <laughs> Kelsey 20. <laughs> maybe leslie leslie 20 as well um, but yeah that's it kelsey since you're our guest thanks for coming on uh, you can take us out hey thanks um hey everyone thanks for watching um when did, what? When, actually when oh wait listening <laughs> i fail at this job i'm failed i'm never coming back on again no you'll be back but anyways okay now I have to. Um, no, thanks everyone for listening. And um, oh wait, what's the thing that you guys say? Shit. Out. What? Oh yeah, I can't do that. I'm not Canadian. You can do it. Nick's not Canadian. Nope. Not a lick. What? Let's let's all do it. Let's do it all together. Yeah. So you say peace, and then we all say out together. Okay. Ready? Peace. Out. out. Hey, come on. I what? said it by myself. You got to just pause. Oh, okay. Let's try it again. Peace. Out. Out. (laughs) Okay. My job is done. That was good. That was good. That was good. I got ish to do. Flying through the sky in my parachute. Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise on a one-man mission trying to see.